Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ, so let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. On tonight's broadcast, we're going to be starting up the study in the book of Philippians, starting in chapter 1, where Paul says, For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And we'll be studying that. We'll be studying prayer and uh, what that what Paul's prayer was for the churches there in Philippi. And um, I can't wait to get started. So let's get started right away in Philippians chapter 1. Remember, this is a previously recorded podcast. And hello, we're back. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. And Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you. As you notice, I have a little bit of scruff going on here. Um, I'm in, um, well, I'm just uh, off work for a little while uh, before we push out. And um, thank you for joining me here tonight. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, I really appreciate the fact that you've taken time out of your busy, busy day and schedule and then uh, this time at night when you could be relaxing and everything like that. So I'm, I'm thankful that you're relaxing with me as we get out the, uh, the word of life, the bread of life, the sincere milk of the word, so forth and so on. And um, I'm so thankful that you joined us as I turn over here to uh, what I'm monitoring here. Make sure everything's going like I always do because I sometimes forget. And I'm recording. Let's uh, let's bump that up just a tad bit, though. Okay, so everybody should be able to hear me on uh, online, but I just had to turn up my recorder here real quick. That works. And uh, let's go check out the Facebook feed. Got a few people starting to come in there. That's good to see. And my mom and dad are both on both on YouTube. Well, great. It's good to see you guys on there on YouTube. And Brother Gabriel, hello to you, sir. And um, so we finished up the book of Ephesians last time. And uh, if you'd like to, you can go back at uh, at any time. You can go back and check out any of these videos or podcasts. If you're listening um, to one of the podcast platforms, whether it's podcast.com, whether it's um, iHeartRadio, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever, Podbean, and you've looked up Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast, you've looked that up and you're listening to me um, uh, on the audio side of the house, uh, I appreciate that. But you can always go back into the library and check out all the uh, the past studies as we've gone through. Let's see, what have we done now? We've done Hebrews. We've done Colossians. We've done Romans. Galatians and Ephesians. Now we're into Philippians. Boy, it's uh, it's hard to believe, but it's been over a year since uh, the this uh, this ministry started, and we've gone through. We've learned a lot. Um, I've learned a lot from just from the technical side of the house, but more importantly, I've learned a lot from the Word of God, and uh, just going to it, and letting it speak for itself, and uh, letting this mind be in me, 
and let this mind be in you, as it says in Philippians 2, which we will get into um, in this book. So we're starting Philippians tonight. Hey, Brother Stephen, I see you over there on YouTube, so good to see you over there. Um, We'll be speaking, I think, tomorrow, so looking forward to that. And uh, let's go over here. And uh, But anyways, um, so I've been really, um, you know, I originally, uh, about almost a year ago, when I started, I wanted to start in the book of Philippians, but I just never did. Uh, For God laid other things on my heart, other books of the Bible to work through, so... Uh, that's what we did. But I tell you what, when we get into the book of Philippians, it's one of my favorite uh, books in the Bible. And uh, just because, not because it's so short and compact, but um, it just, it's packed full of admonition uh, for the for the believer. And uh, amongst other things, there's quite a bit of uh, stuff in this small letter to the uh, church at Philippi, the churches at Philippi. And uh, if you'll excuse me here, I'll take a sip. Oh, the coffee, and um, I'm using my wife's creamer. It has like cinnamon or something in it, and um, it's okay. It's not it's not what I'm used to, but uh, it's it's decent. But uh, anyways, enjoying a cup of coffee, have the Word of God open. And I'm just uh, I'm really just uh, just kind of giving some information, giving a little bit of time actually for a lot of people to come in here. Sometimes it takes a few minutes. And, um, but now that everybody's starting to come in that are going to come in and everybody's had the opportunity to start watch parties, which you can do on, on, um, Facebook. And you've, I've been encouraging people to share the ministry uh, page on both YouTube and Facebook and everybody's uh, been doing that. And the channel's growing, uh, the ministry's growing. And, um, again, like I'll, I'll put it out there again. Uh, this, this ministry here is not monetized. Um, what that means is that Facebook doesn't pay me, um, you know, to put ads in there. Uh, YouTube doesn't pay me to put ads in there. I don't, none of that. Um, I'm self-supported, I guess you would say. And um, I do have a PayPal account. Um, and I've had a few people over this past year that have, uh, that have uh, donated uh, to the ministry here. And I appreciate that, but um, I, as Paul says, uh, and I'm not trust me, I'm not comparing myself to Apostle Paul, but Paul says, you know, that he could, you know, ask of all these different things. I'm, I'm not an apostle. I'm not any of that kind of stuff. I, I'm just um, uh, a man <laughs> that is uh, saved by the grace of God, and just wanting to push people towards the Word of God. And uh, Sometimes, you know, somebody wants to donate and that's fine. I, I really appreciate that, but I never, ever, 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 um, really promote that because God's been good. So good, uh, through this entirety of things, you know, I think about, um, our commanding officer said it pretty good when he said, you know, I've just been thankful to have a job through all this. And, you know, you stop to think, you know, you know, I've had, um, my, my paychecks have not stopped through all these different things that are happening here in America right now. And, um, for that, I'm just, just thankful beyond, um, beyond words. And, um, but, and, but I also, at the same time, it, it, it's, I, I feel for those that are out there that, uh, have struggled. Um, but as believers, this temporal life, we, we will have trials. We will have struggles. We will have different things in it. Uh, but Paul's going to talk about, uh, something tonight, which is what, you know, the verse that I use for the title, to live is Christ. And um, 
we're going to look into that tonight and I can't wait to get there. Uh, but anyways, go, so go check out all those different platforms and I appreciate you stopping in tonight uh, to watch or if you're listening later on, or if you're watching this in, in the future, I appreciate it. Now, the book of Philippians. Now, before we get started with the book of Philippians, um, just a little bit of a, the, the, the background behind a lot of this stuff. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm, well, this is one of the prison epistles, and, or Paul wrote this, you know, through Timothy and all this other kind of, you know, people can do that study on their own. What I want you to understand is really the specifics of this book. And one thing I want to point out is this uh, speci- specific way that the Word of God, the King James Bible here, the which you know I'm I take a very uh, staunch stance that this is the preserved Word of God that He promised to preserve for us for the English speaking people. Uh, no doubts about that in, at all. And this the specific nature in which some of these words are used that are changed in other types of um, whatever versions. Um, but I love the specific language that's used all the way through this, this epistle to the church at Philippi. And as we'll see, as we get into, uh, Philippians two and three and four, um, of course, you know, Philippians once will have a lot in it as well. It's just, it's opening introduction. And then Paul gets right into what he wants to say, uh, through the power of the spirit. But what I, what I'm trying to get at is one of the most famous I guess you would say more quoted uh, verses in the Bible is Philippians 4.13. And I just wanted to bring this up. If you look up any other type of version in the Bible, this verse will be different. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And it's very specific in that language because a lot of times, in, in fact, I think every single other version has that to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The changing of who or which to who changes the entirety of that entire statement. And we'll get to that. But um, anyways, that was just a little bit of a side note. So let's get started. Philippians chapter one. And... Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1. Here we go. Paul and Timotheus, so we see here that uh, Timothy is with Paul at this time, the servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. It's very interesting that it says there that they had established bishops and deacons within those local uh, churches. There was plural. They were meeting in houses and everywhere they could possibly meet at. But there was plural bishops and deacons already here. And so as Paul sends this letter to the churches at Philippi, um, it's interesting to see that they had already established the bishops and deacons. The reason why I say that is because Paul had sent previously um, men like Timothy and Titus to go ordain um, bishops and deacons and so forth and so on, basically to approve them, get them established and, and rooted and grounded in the word, make sure that they were, they fulfilled all the criterias as we'll get into uh, Timothy and Titus at some point in time, I'm sure on this channel. But after, but you see here within the first verse that this place had already been, I would say established, so to speak. So it's very interesting to see. And the very, and the very next verse says grace 
Verse 2, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I was on a... uh, I was on a Facebook uh, stream. It was a comment section just last night talking about a few different things. And uh, you want to be really careful when you see this. It says, well, grace from God our Father and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. It seems like that's two different beings. It's not true. And as we've mentioned several, several, several times in this, um, in, on this channel, in this ministry, it's, there's one God, okay? That settles that. But uh, let's move on. Verse number three, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Seems like, as Paul gets into this, that he was, he had some sort of affection for what was going on there at Philippi. At least it seems like that to me. Always, in every prayer of mine, for you making, or for you all, excuse me, all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. One thing I'm noticing right here, right away, it just seems like, as I said, he had this affection for this uh, bodies, um, bodies, local bodies of believers here in the region of Philippi. And it just seems that they were very faithful, very uh, steadfast. And so as he says, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. So it seems like Paul established the, the you know, went into Philippi, established the uh, churches there. They seem to have grown, and they say, seem to have remained with the gospel and the doctrine which Paul brought them. It's very neat to see, very encouraging to see. Being confident of this very thing, he says in verse 6, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, this can mean, I mean, maybe somebody can, like, uh, in the comments section, talk about what they think this means. I'm just going to, the day of uh, Jesus Christ, I believe, is the catching away. I believe that Paul, even then, believed in the imminent, which is the sudden, which at any moment return of Jesus Christ. I believe that. Um, So, there's some other different language in the in the Bible talking about day of the Lord and different things like that. But this seems to me to be the catching away. And I have it written down here. I don't even I had at one point in time a question mark, but I've I've kind of I've kind of settled it in my mind that I think that's what he's talking about. Essentially saying to them, look, until Jesus comes, whenever that is, I am confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you. Now, he's not speaking of Paul's not speaking of himself. Speaking of Jesus Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He said that he started the work. You know, he's one that gives it the strength. No men, if it comes of men, if it's of men, it will it will fail. It won't it won't stick around like this. It won't be steadfast. It will not be all the way to the end. And he's saying here that he which begun a work will perform it. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Spirit of Christ, as of Jesus Christ, as we'll see later on in this in this chapter, that's very encouraging. Again, verse number seven. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are all partakers of my grace. Like I said, these people here seem to be very steadfast very rooted and grounded in the word. This is what gets me, 
Uh, so again, the the channel, the the ministry, the 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 verse, the the life verse, or whatever you want to say, the the ministry verse is let this mind be in you, in uh, Philippians two and verse five. When Paul reads, he's writing this letter down through here. It seems like he was just encouraging him to keep that at the forefront. Let this mind be in you. Just remember to always allow the mind of Christ, not your own. You know, these strifes and divisions and different things that are going to come up, look, it's of the flesh. If these things happen, if there's any consolation, though, it's going to be in Jesus Christ. Follow the Spirit. Follow the Word. Don't follow your own philosophies. Don't follow your own desires and glory and praise of God. This is how you know you're filled with the Spirit, the inner man, because it's by Jesus Christ. These works are by Jesus Christ. That's why they're gold, silver, and precious stones. Don't get it twisted. You're not going to be standing before God one day and say, look at all these great things I did. Look at all this gold, silver, and precious stones that I created, and here they are. No, 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 no. If you have that kind of attitude and look at all the mighty works that I've done for God and all this kind of stuff, that's wood, hay, and stubble. Not to your glory. All to the glory of God. I want to look at uh, something. We, we covered this in Ephesians, but... I don't think I came over here um, a couple pages over. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 15. Let's read this now. Look at, look at the heart of the matter. Look at, look, at my, look at the heart of the matter here that he's talking about. He's saying the same things to uh, some of the church there at Ephesus. Um, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge, there's the knowledge, of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you, and you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And as you read down all the way down through here, it's very similar. But that's Paul's prayer. That should be our prayer as well. I'm, I don't go to the Lord in prayer, at least I shouldn't, and say, Lord, I really want this. Instead, it's, Lord, thy will be done. As I mentioned before, God wants to hear the, your, your desires of your heart. Of course, we're human. We're his children. And just like my children, they have desires and wants, you know. But sometimes those things aren't good for them. How much more is our Heavenly Father knowledgeable of those things? So therefore, when you go to the Lord in prayer, notice that it's a focus on the eternal, always on the eternal. Lord, if this lines up in your will, if it, it be your will, Lord, I want that. The heart of the matter. I have this written right off to the side. Prayer is surrender to his will. Getting back here to um, verse number 12. It says here, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. You know, I can imagine that the people there at Philippi, if there was this affection between them, and let's, you know, as in brothers and sisters in Christ, that's how we should be with each other. If there was that, which seems to be, it's pretty clear to me that there was, 
they probably had a great concern. Paul, you're in prison again. You know, are they treating you okay? Are you okay? You know, just like the nor- normally that we would say for one of our loved ones that was being persecuted for Christ. But he says to them, which happened unto me, have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. I think of the time that... Uh, I can't, the name, the name was right there on the tip of my tongue, and they just lost it. And I'm sure somebody will put it in the comments, but Agrippa, King Agrippa. Paul was before King Agrippa and was able to give the gospel. Now, King Agrippa said, um, almost thou persuadest me. But at the same time, think about it. There's that court. Everybody was around. Things that happened to Paul happened for a reason. He was beaten several times, stoned. You know, cast in the prison, shipwrecked, all these things. Paul says, look, it's for the furtherance of the gospel. I so much, I did it today again. And again, I told you, every time I teach, it's hitting me square between the eyes. Again today, I started getting down on myself. And I was like, you know, all this stuff happens to me, and it just happens to me. And I started getting down on myself, like, what are you doing? Making it about me. It's not about me. Paul here understood that. And, uh, boy, I mean, my, my prayer is that the will of God for me would be done and that I would have this same exact spirit within me all the time. It says, brethren, I would have, I would, you should understand, verse number 12, brethren, that these things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul was the example and the ensample to us as believers, to them back then, and for us even now, almost 2,000 years later. Follow me as I, Paul says, don't, he said, follow me, and if it just stopped right there, we'd be like, ooh, Paul, okay, I guess we got to follow Paul. But he says, follow me as I follow Christ. See, that's what our attitude should be. Help it to be so, Lord that our attitude is, is follow me as I follow Christ. I talked to a brother today. I don't know if he's on here, uh, but I texted him, and I said to him, I said, look, if I'm ever straying from the sound doctrine, if I'm ever there, love me enough to correct me. Because you're not supposed to be following me. You're supposed to be helping me in my walk, and I'm helping you with your walk. That's what it should be about. And right there at the end of 14 is something. Waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Mm. Boy, we need that today. Christian, we need to be ambassadors, not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be ambassadors. Speak boldly. Remember, you're not speaking your words. You're speaking the word of the king. You're just proclaiming that. You know, the, the term preach is proclaiming that. 
Some indeed, verse 15. Now, these next couple parts here, next couple verses, are, are, are very interesting to me. Look at this. It says, Some indeed, verse 15, preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. Already at that time, there was people preaching Christ even of envy and strife, not having the right attitude, not spirit, maybe even super carnal. I don't know what all this means, but I do know that they preach Christ. So somebody could be preaching Christ, be right doctrinally, but not be right in their spirit? Potentially. Wow. So somebody could be right on, but not be right with the Lord. Yep. Somebody was preaching, apparently, Christ, even of envy and strife. I'm not supposed to have strife. I'm not supposed to be envying each other. We're supposed to be esteeming each other more highly than ourselves. What's this all about? Keep reading. The one preach Christ of contention. Now, I'd like to know who this is because <laughs> the Bible doesn't say who it is. Paul doesn't say who it is, but it says it's really interesting. It says the one preach Christ of contention. Somebody was on Paul's mind. That's all. And he didn't have liberty of the spirit to write it down. That's it. I can imagine um, maybe the people of Philippi had heard of who this one is. And uh, I don't know. But look what it keeps saying here. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add afflictions to my bonds. Uh, somebody had an agenda, wanted to promote themselves. And seemed like they were trying to basically add affliction to Paul. Using maybe Paul saying, Paul told me to tell you this. Maybe Paul wasn't telling him to tell him that. You know what I mean? He seemed like he was it's this one that's preaching Christ of contention. Had a problem with Paul, maybe, personally. But he says in the very next verse, but the other of love. Somebody was preaching Christ out of just love knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. So seemed like there was one that was really causing the contention that Paul was mentioning, and he said, but there's one that preaches out of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel, knowing that he was the minister to the Gentile. He was to bring the dispensation of the, the church age to the Gentiles. And... uh that's just amazing. He was the defense of the gospel. What then? Question. Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. Look at Paul's, look at Paul's attitude about this. And I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. I, I have no... This, this is foreign. This is very foreign to me. This kind of a, uh, a spirit. <laughs> and I, the Apostle Paul, obviously, was close to the Lord. I pray that I get this close to the Lord. And Lord, help me. But look at the, the, the spirit and attitude of Paul here in Philippians 1, verse 18. Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Oh, my goodness. How do we do this? That's why the focus, and, and if I can just, just take a, a quick second, the focus needs to be on the preaching of the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All these other different things that come about, we're going to have disagreements. I, I said that when, we first, when I first started this channel. I said, there's going to be people that will disagree with me on things. I'll disagree with them on things. But if it doesn't have to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the simplicity of the gospel, we're to have the love. If, if, they're, if they're preaching heresy, saying that you can work your way to salvation, if they're preaching something about the cross, maybe speech, uh, speaking about something that uh, takes away or adds to the gospel of Jesus Christ, then, of course, we are to be earnest about the contending for the faith. Uh, but these other things, I'm just going to point you to the Word of God and say, I love you. I'm not going to sit there and say, I can judge you and everything part of your life, especially if I'm not around you all the time. And I'm just going to preach uh, Christ crucified. And if we have disagreements, I'm going to love you. And... uh as, as far as I can tell, if you say you're a brother in Christ and you preach the gospel, the, this gospel, as Paul is saying here, Christ is preached. Uh, you know, I'm not going to separate from people over little things. Now, people have chosen at some points in time to, to separate from me over some things, and I, I understand that. Things will happen. but. I'm just, I get driven to Philippians all the time, and especially this part right here. I told you it's foreign to me. In of myself, this is not me. I, uh, no, no, no. If I'm right, I'm right. And I'm going to prove that I'm right. And I'm just going to keep going till you, till you agree with me. I've really, I've really tempered that with the Word of God. And I'm not anywhere near where I should be. Trust me. But this verse right here just gets me every time. How can you rejoice if somebody's over here uh, talking about this over here and talking about this over here, and I don't see it that way? Well, is the Bible super clear about the, the uh, Christ is preached? The Christ, Jesus Christ of the Bible, not something that somebody makes up. This is convicting for me. I'll, I'll be absolutely honest with you. Those that are listening, those that are watching me, please look at me. This is very convicting to me. This entire book of Philippians is super convicting to me. Maybe that's why I don't think so. I mean, the Lord's bringing this out to me now uh, as far as allowing me to, because he needed to temper me over the past year. And like I said, I have not arrived by any means. Let's keep going. Verse number 19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Now, that is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ's Spirit was the Holy Spirit. Remember, he was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He didn't have some created spirit, some sort of a separate 
two holy spirits right here, the spirit of Jesus Christ. Let this mind be in you. We have the mind of Christ. And so Paul's praying for the eternal. We're sealed into the day of redemption, you know, that day of Jesus Christ. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer, that the supply of the, of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation. Remember the earnest payment that we talked about back in Ephesians? Earnest expectation in my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. Lord, let this be my prayer. Let this be me. Whether it be by life or by death. And here's the the theme. All that has led to this. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul's going to explain this a little bit more. But notice, he's talking about the eternal as he's living in this fleshly body. He knows he's going through all these different things, but he's running the race. He knows that this is not his home. He knows he's not laying up stores here. But to live is Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Let this mind be in you. Let it come forth. Remember the helmet of salvation. Remember who you are. To live is Christ. And to die is gain. You can almost hear the, just the, the very surrendered will of the Apostle Paul that comes out through the, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit for him to write, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Like, like I said before, the worst thing that can happen to you, Christian, and I put quotation marks around for those that are listening, is that you pass from this lion that I surrender my will constantly. I die daily. Then look at this, though, too, in the example Paul says here. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Amen. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So Paul said, even though his mind was on the eternal, that he understood that we still have a role to play in this life, the ambassadorship, and that he was the help to those local bodies. Within local bodies, wherever you're at, this is the attitude you should be having. You know, for me to live as Christ, to die as gain, uh, you know, I'd rather be in heaven. You know, you hear saints say that all the time, you know, older saints. You know, I, I'd rather be in heaven. I can't wait to, you know, why do we have to be in our 70s or 80s to have that same mentality? But even that, we should still be active in working with that local body and helping to edify and restore somebody or go over there and help teach and and get over here and say, look, you know, let me point you to the word of God here. It's more needful for them. Remember, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about others. And having this confidence, verse 25, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. You know, 
Paul was expecting to see these people again. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That's your walk, your conversation. Not just what you say with your mouth, but how your life leads out. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Hmm. Having the same conflicts which he saw in me, and now here to be in me. Basically, they're saying that, you know, in this life, you're going to suffer persecution. You know, I think Americans have a very warped view, especially American, here's the quotation marks again, Christians or you know, professing Christians have a very warped view of what persecution is. Uh, I've been to places in the world where people are actually persecuted. I mean, thrown into prison. Disowned by family, if they believe on Jesus Christ. Disowned by family, maybe in some of the stricter parts, in, well, definitely when I was in Afghanistan, as a death sentence, especially under the Taliban regime. Persecution. But Paul says, look, you know, for to me to live is Christ. Praise God. But the die is gain. Praise God. And in all that, the people said amen and amen. I can't wait to get to Philippians chapter 2, but I, I really love how this, this letter to the Church of Philippi starts out. It's convicting to me. And, uh, boy, it's just a, it's just a, it's a punch right, in, right on my nose, my, my big Roman nose. <laughs> it really is. The Word of God has that ability. Every time. Okay, so let's get over here to Facebook. And let's see if we had anybody leave a comment. Oh, my classmate from the year, class of 2000, Brittany. Cracking up, I can hear your dad saying this. And I'm not sure, maybe it was about the, uh, had a nickel be a millionaire or something to that effect. Amen. So I'm glad everybody that joined me there on Facebook. I'm not sure how many more people are still there. Oh, and uh, YouTube is active. Let's see what we got going on here. Hey, Brother Daruna came in. Brother Spencer came in. Good to see you guys. Okay, Elizabeth, hello. Uh, Brother JT is there too as well. Good. Brother Gabriel says, the day of Jesus Christ is the second coming. Second coming. Hmm. Compare Philippians 1, verses 3 through 6 with Hebrews 10, verse 25. Okay, I'll look at that later on there, Brother Gabriel. Thank you very much for that. We'll check it out. Brother Burns is here. Good to see you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was thinking the same thing there, Brother Druna, speaking about Second Thessalonians. But that's okay. We'll 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 work through that. I'll read that later on. Yep, so they're talking about that. Good to see everybody giving scripture for stuff. A very good discussion, actually. Um, You know, people have to look at that later on. Very good discussion. And um, that which reminds me, a lot of things that I want to do on deployment is a lot of more of what I believe about certain things, you know, actual step-by-step using the word of God, the word of God alone, um, where I, where I fall out on some of the things that I, that I believe. So we'll be looking at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. In verse 23 of Philippians 1, was Paul referencing himself backsliding? Compare this verse to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Uh, Let's see, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, as in comparison. Oops, excuse me. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5. So I'm turning over there. Second Corinthians 13, verse 5, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Uh, it seems like to me that this verse, uh, if this is the right one that you wanted me to go to, Paul remembered, he, he, he mentioned this other times, to work out your own salvation, meaning it's such an important thing that you need to, Am I in the faith? Am I in the faith? Am I, am I, what did I believe on at the beginning? Uh, did I, okay, what did I believe? Okay, I believe that nothing of myself, I, I came to the Lord as a, a, basically said, Lord, I'm, I'm undone. I'm a sinner, can't do anything about this, and you can't. Um, you, you are God, and you, you died on the cross. You rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that's what I'm having faith and trust in. Okay. I'm not not trying to work my way. I'm not trying to keep my salvation by working there. I think that's what that's all about. And I think when Paul is talking in verse, uh, twenty-three of Philippians, I just read it. But uh, for I am a streak betwixt two, having a desire to depart to be with Christ was far better. Yeah, I think it's a little bit uh, different, uh, different of a thing. Yeah, so I think it's a little bit different there, but uh, good discussion tonight. They're over there on on YouTube. Um, we have a, just a few more minutes. If somebody would like to um, put a prayer request in there or something for us to be remembering in prayer. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So as the gentlemen are, are talking about all those different things, hey, um, I do want to mention a couple of prayer requests myself then as uh, we uh, wrap up tonight. Um, be in prayer that uh, my, obviously that my will be surrendered to him in all things. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that are on my mind all the time. And um, I just want to have the mind of Christ when it comes to everything. And, um, and I don't always, I don't always come through on that. That's for sure. I get in the way. So be praying for me that, uh, that the Lord would remove me, that I would remove myself to have, let this mind be in you. <laughs> Allow that. Don't forget who I am. And, um, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm just, uh, I'm just like anybody else. Um, I have my struggles. I have my, uh, um, my issues that I have to work through the, you know, things that beset me, the sin that easily besets, you know, all these different things that anybody goes through. It's that war between flesh and spirit. And, um, pray that I've surrendered my will and that would, you know, feed more of the spirit, more of the spirit, as opposed to quenching the spirit. And, um, that'd be my prayer and also be praying as far as for safety for my family as they, uh, will be, um, without me physically for a while. And, um, well, that's, uh, that's always a rough thing. So just be praying for them. Uh, yeah, brother, brother Burns, I definitely will pray for you, sir. And, uh, okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, close with a word of prayer and, um, be with me next week. If, uh, Lord willing, we're going to be in Philippians chapter two. And, um, as we, you know, I maybe one of the last times I get a chance to go live for a while. And, um, and so nobody be alarmed if you don't see me in the weeks preceding that. Um, it's not because necessarily I'm gone, but, uh, some of the equipment needs to start coming down and, uh, be packed away. So, but, uh, we'll be seeing, Oh, I do have something about next week. If Lord willing, if it can work out. So we're going to do Thursday night at nine central. Okay, uh, live, the, the standard one will be in Philippians 2. And then we're going to have a super secret guest on Friday night. It's not a super huge secret. It's my dad. So everybody's favorite. <laughs> my dad will be with me, hopefully, through Skype. Uh, barring any kind of technical difficulties, we're going to do a live session. And um, he's been going through with uh, his body of believers there uh, that he uh, pastors. Um, he is going through the book of Acts and talking about the transitional book of Acts. And uh, he brought up some uh, things that are really, you know, confirmed with us, uh, confirmed with me. And, and uh, I, I said, like, you know, hey, Dad, let's, be, uh, let's do one right before I step out the door. And uh, he said, sure, why not? So next Friday, be looking forward to that. So it'll be two live, one on Thursday night, and then one on Friday night, Lord willing. Uh, you know, things could happen. And technically speaking, things could definitely happen. I'm trying to remote him in from New Jersey and I'm down here in Mississippi. So anything can happen, but if we can make it happen, uh, Lord willing, I'm pray that you'll be here on that Friday night as well. 
with my dad. He's like a uh, recurring uh, guest here. This will be his third time. Third? Fourth. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyways, you can go check out uh, the, his previous videos that he's done. Um, uh, good studies. And uh, especially check out the first one. The first time he was on, it was, uh, it was good. You have to hear his testimony again. And uh, check out the time he talks about meeting my mom. That's a good story. But uh, anyways, let's close in a word of prayer. I pray that you're with me next week. And uh, tell all your friends about the, the, uh, the ministry. And um, help share, like, all that kind of stuff. So we can uh, just spread the seed. Push out the, the word of God. Okay? Spread it as far as we can. Spread a big net. And the uh, Lord will bring the increase. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Thank you for a great study tonight. Lord, thank you for showing me, convicting me, uh, encouraging me through your word. Lord, thank you for these brethren and sisters that uh, joined tonight. Lord, I'm thankful for them. Lord, we pray for Brother Burns uh, as he's asked for prayer again. Lord, that he would surrender. Lord, that I would surrender. That as brothers and sisters in Christ, as your children, that we would surrender to your will. And Lord, we would, it would be so much better, way better than our own way. We know that our Lord, but we still, we stumble, we fail. Lord, forgive us for those times. Lord, help us to restore that fellowship. Lord, we know you loved us and that you, you purchased our salvation with your blood. Lord, we know that uh, you have forgiven us of all of our sins. You've cleansed us from all unrighteousness, never to be remembered no, any, anymore. And, uh, but Lord, we, in our own minds, we, we know that we failed you and that we have done wrong and sinned. And Lord, even though you've forgiven those, in our own minds, we bring ourselves under the bondage again. Lord, help us to, to live as the as who we are, which is ambassadors, which is sons and daughters of the creator of the entire universe who humbled himself. You, Lord, you humbled yourself and you took on the form of a servant. Lord, we're so thankful for that. Uh, again, I'm thankful for the fact that you have saved us and sealed us. And Lord, you will catch us away one day. Lord, thank you for that. We love you. Thank you for dying for us. Lord, there's not sufficient words to even give you the praise, but we give you all praise and honor and glory to you who is worthy of all praise. In your precious name, amen and amen. All right. Hey, I love you. Go read that again. Talking about uh, contention, but they still preach Christ. It's interesting, but... Um, Anyways, love you in the Lord. God bless you. And I hope to see you again next week on Let This Mind Be In You. Brother Michael D'Angelo saying goodbye. God bless.